Hello, I'm Willie George. I want to welcome you to our Faith Roots podcast. And uh, we're going into a new subject for the next 20 episodes. And we're talking about the covenants of promise. And I really believe that your faith is going to grow as we go through this because when you understand what a covenant is and how seriously God takes it and what it does for you, how he will respond to you, um, it, it's incredible how it, it just boosts your faith. And by the way, if you like these podcasts, be sure to subscribe. We'd love for you to subscribe to our channel and, uh, and then also ring the bell. Let us know that you want to be notified about new episodes that are forthcoming because I'm doing these every day. I'm putting out a new podcast every day, 20 days a month. And if you haven't already, go to myfaithroots.com and sign up for the free email because we send out an email every morning to go along with these messages. And um, the email is designed to enhance your understanding of what it is that we taught and it's absolutely free, and we're not raising money with any of this, and you're not going to get hit up for money uh, by subscribing. Uh, so uh, we will, from time to time, notify you about special webinars that we do. And on the special webinars where I'm doing extended teaching, I will uh, do that for a fee. And you'll have an option as to whether or not you want to be a part of that or not. But but this part, the, the lion's share of what I'm giving you every month is... Uh, coming no charge. So uh, we're talking about the covenants of promise. This is um, <clears throat> Ephesians chapter 2, verse 12, and it's from 26 translations. And 26 translations is probably out of print. But I love it because it gives you a look at the best versions of a particular verse from 26 different Old and New Testament translations. So here we go. Uh, Ephesians 2.12, you had no connection with Christ, but it didn't stop at that. He said, you were excluded from the commonwealth of Israel and outside of God's covenants and the promise that goes with them. Now, maybe you're from a family that has always been very obscure and you can't really point to anybody in your family who was super famous. And I don't know, maybe you come from a family where there were loads of famous people and you're very proud of your lineage. But most of us can't really say that. But this is what Paul is pointing to here in Ephesians chapter 2. He's saying when you receive Christ, you not only receive Christ, but you come into a family. You belong to an amazing family, and you pick up an amazing heritage. And that's why when you read the Bible and you have this covenant family relationship with God, when you read the Bible, you feel like, man, that means so much to me. Uh, the story of Daniel in the lion's den or David and Goliath, uh, the story of Joshua taking over for Moses, all of these mean so much to me. Let me tell you why. It's because the Holy Spirit is pressing on your spirit with this idea that these are your people. And this is your heritage. And God did this for them. And God will deliver you as well. He has blessings for you as well. So that's why this understanding of covenant is so very, very important. 
A covenant is a binding relationship, but it's also a very solemn agreement to uh, do something or to keep from doing a specified things. Now, covenants were essential for survival in the ancient world. You know, in the ancient world, governments were often based upon who was the most powerful guy in the region. And so the concept of might makes right prevailed. And so if you were a small and weaker tribe, you got preyed on by every big roving group of bullies who came through the neighborhood. But people banded together and groups, family groups banded together and they made covenant with each other so that the enemies thought twice about whether or not they would attack this seemingly vulnerable group. So these, these two tribes of people would come together and they would do it sometimes for protection uh, it might be that one family was uh, or a tribe was really, really strong. They didn't need the protection, but they needed the, the produce. They needed the, the commerce. They needed the trading. Maybe, maybe these were uh, maritime cities that had access to fishing boats and trade. And so they needed the kinds of things that the other group offered. That's what makes a good covenant is when two parties come together and they're different, that they have differing things to contribute. Now, in recent times, NATO is a good example of this. It was formed after World War II when there was a big concern about the expansion of the Soviet Union. And so the North Atlantic Treaty uh, uh, Organization was formed with the United States, Britain, France, uh, West Germany, Italy. All of these different Western European nations joined so that there would be some protection because what really uh, was, was a concern was that the European countries were very much afraid that the Soviets would move down and, and start another war and take over Western European nations. And so the United States pledged to help them in view of something like that. That's NATO. And uh, so it's a protective covenant. Now, when these parties in olden times would create a covenant, they would bring animals for blood sacrifices and uh, this is what put teeth into the covenant. It's what made the covenant series uh, serious. It, it, it let, let them know, hey, listen, this is a life or death matter. And so the slaying of an animal really got everybody's attention. There would be an exchange of gifts between the two leaders of the different tribes, and they would make promises to each other. They would make uh, sacred oaths to each other. And then they would do the covenant. And, and, and literally, the word covenant comes from a Hebrew word, which means to cut. You can't say covenant without cut. So they cut the covenant. And uh, when you read the words, they made a covenant, actually, if you're reading that in your English Bible, it literally means they cut a covenant. They, they actually split animals right down the middle. And they created a pathway between those parts of the animals and they walked through and they met each other. Sometimes they would walk together. Sometimes they would face each other and come together and meet right in the middle with the two halves of that calf on either side. In fact, uh, uh, the Old Testament uh, in more than one place talks about the cutting of the calf. And that's what this means. And then they pronounce blessings. I'll do this. I'll do that. Uh, my tribe will do this for you. But then they would finish it with curses, and they would say, you will be cursed if you break this covenant, if you don't fulfill this. 
So this covenant was extremely significant in biblical times. Now, when Joshua and the children of Israel came into the land of Canaan and began to conquer the different cities, and Canaan was not a single empire, but it was made up of numerous city-states, at least seven distinctly different groups of people in uh, Canaan, uh, but many more cities than that. Uh, there were a group of people called the Gibeonites from the city of Gibeon, and they dressed themselves as though they had been on this amazingly lengthy journey. They, they fixed their food so that the bread looked really dry and moldy. I mean, it was clever what they did. And they came to Joshua, and they talked about how we've heard about you guys. We've heard what God has done for you, and we want to be in league with you. And, and, and Joshua and his guys didn't do their due diligence had they gone to the Lord right then and there, the Lord would have spoken to them and would have told them, these guys are your neighbors, they're close neighbors, they're not from far away. But they, they, they failed to do that. But they did go ahead and they entered into covenant with the people of Gibeon. Now, not long after that, uh, they found out that these guys lived right next door. And there were some people in the group of Israelites who wanted to go over and wipe out the Gibeonites right away, and Joshua would not let them do it because, no, guys, we don't do this. We made a covenant with them, and this covenant is sacred. And so uh, the people of Israel, for the most part, held to this. They really believed in it because it was a covenant that got them set free from slavery in Egypt. Now, let me read to you from Exodus chapter 2, verses 23, 24, and 25. The Israelites groaned in their slavery, and they cried out. And by the way, these were the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but they didn't know God. They had not been taught about the Lord. They had pretty much forgotten the Lord. First chance they got when they got out of Egypt, they made a golden calf and worshipped it. Not all of them, but many of them. And so these were not particularly uh, observant people. They had some issues. But because they had a covenant, God heard their groaning, and this is what it says. He remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. So God looked on the Israelites and was concerned about them. So I'm going to sum this up in uh, the simplest way possible. No covenant, no help. In other words, God did not say, I felt sorry for these people. I could see how much they were hurting. I, I know that the Pharaohs ordered that all the baby boys be thrown in the river and that broke my heart. doesn't say that. It says that God responded because there was a covenant that he had made with their forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now, we go back to Joshua and the people of Israel, and they've made a covenant with the Gibeonites. And not long after they made this covenant, some of the other neighbors in the region of Canaan who were wicked people heard about this deal, and so they said, well, we're not going to attack Israel because they're too strong for us, but we will surely wipe out Gibeon. And so the Gibeonites sent to Joshua for help. And there were five totally different Amorite kings. And so when Joshua heard about this, he immediately mobilized the Israeli army 
and they went out to fight, and God spoke to him before they got into the battlefield. And the Lord said, Joshua 10, 8, Do not be afraid of them. I have given them into your hand. Not one of them will be able to withstand you. Now, God told Joshua that when he first took over as leader. No man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. But maybe he's thinking here, you know what? Uh, it might not work with this one because I didn't check these guys out before we made covenant with them. And actually, we're fighting now for some other people, not so much for ourselves. But God said, I am with you in this. And and. So God is proud of them. He's very pleased with them because they're honoring a covenant because it shows uh, him they know something about him now. They see that God honors covenant. Boy, listen to me. This is so very important. If you don't honor your word, you will not believe that God honors his word. I tell you why a lot of people have a hard time trusting in the Lord. Because they throw their own words around very flippantly and they don't intend to keep them. And they can't imagine that God would keep his word because uh, they don't keep their word. And I have found this, that the more I grow in faith, the more careful I am as to what I promise other people. And I think twice about it because I value my word. And if I am going to have faith in God's word, i got to have faith in my own word. Now, don't beat yourself up over that if you hadn't been the best at it. Just ask God to forgive you and start doing better right now. Now, God has chosen to engage with the people of earth by means of this blood covenant. And it's how he does business here. And if you want to be a part of his family, you've got to enter the blood covenant. It's the most sacred, the most binding connection that the world has ever known. There has never been any form of agreement established on planet earth that is any stronger than the blood covenant. And God has chosen this. And, and I'm telling you, it is a powerful thing. And he's issued an invitation, and this is what's so cool. Anybody on planet earth can be a part of this blood covenant family. Now, years ago, the first time I ever heard this taught was in the church where I had a great teaching pastor. My uncle was a wonderful communicator and teacher. And while he was in the middle of teaching on the blood covenant out there in West Texas, in the Amarillo paper, there was an article written about a woman who was studying primitive cultures in Indonesia. And there were two tribes that were deeply at war with each other. And while she was there studying one tribe, the other tribe would continually attack them. But as she studied them, she found how much they valued covenant. And here it is, because it was all over the world. Uh, we had traces of it in North America. When I was a kid, and we had so many cowboy and Indian shows on TV, uh, there were blood brothers, and we heard about that. And, uh, but it was a big deal in Indonesia. And so she married the chief of the tribe that she was studying, and she became his wife. And then, not long after, she went over and met with the other tribe, and she cut a covenant with them. She made a deal with them. And guess what happened? Right then and there, the whole thing stopped. The war between the two tribes came to a screeching halt because of the understanding of a blood covenant. And, oh, I'm so excited about what this means because it means that God has chosen in the most solemn way 
to bind himself to us and to bring us into his family. It's more than just joining a church or joining a club. Blood covenant is so much stronger. And so don't miss tomorrow. This is going to be so good. We're going to get deeper and deeper into this. And be sure you subscribe to our Faith Roots channel and our Faith Roots podcast. And if you haven't signed up for the emails already, go to myfaithroots.com and we'll start shooting you those emails every single morning. You'll get a fresh one, a new one. And then be sure to like this video and then also ring the bell so we can send you notifications when the next ones are on the way. Thank you so much for being a part of this and I'll see you next time.